Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Post 20 Podcast NFL Show. We are back after a long, long hiatus. I felt like we'd never come back around, but now that we're getting close to the season, things have been moving quick. Um, I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jeremy. What's going on with you? Going on, Evan. Happy to be back. Yeah. Um, And then we have a bunch of other guests as well. If you guys remember from last year, I think we had the same five on, unless Big Mac was here as well. But um, Jack, uh, Zach, and Cookie are all here. What's going on with you guys? All right, so we'll, we'll jump right into these games. We're just going to go um, guy by guy. Um, I have myself listed, then Jeremy, then Jack, Zach, and then Cook, you round us off, uh, and then we'll, we'll do game by game and, and see where everybody's at. At the end of the episode, uh, we have a couple of awards picked out. We're going to give our picks for those awards, and it may be a little bit early, honestly, um, for us to pick these games. I mean, we are, we're quite a few days away, um, only really a week until Bill's Rams, so it, it's not a huge deal. If there's any sort of developments in between now and then in terms of injuries or anything substantial, we'll keep you posted. But we're just going to have to fly by the seat of our pants because everybody's busy. And this is the pretty much the only day that we have all off that we're going to be able to do this. So uh, let's jump right in. Buffalo Bills taking on the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi Stadium. Of course, the defending Super Bowl champs going up against the Bills who... At that very, very unfortunate loss against the Chiefs last year uh, in which they forgot how to play defense. Bills currently a two and a half point favorite, minus 134 on the money line. And the total points sit at over uh, or under 52 and a half. I know I'm going with the Bills. I have already chosen the Bills as my Super Bowl team. I think they have everything going for them this year. Defense, they're scheming offensively, of course, is fantastic. Great coaching. Josh Allen, who I think has a real bid at the MVP this year. And then a receiving core, which uh, should be primed for, for an explosion from, from Jack's boy, Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis, we'll have to see. Um, I, I just think the Bills are extremely good. They do lack a running game, but the Rams are banged up. Stafford's hurt. Akers is hurt. Uh, Henderson, I guess, is probably going to be the number one guy, and then uh, they lost Odell too, who was so pivotal, pivotal in that uh that run to the Super Bowl. So I'm going to take the Bills. I'm going to take them on the spread too. I think they cover two and a half points. They they should win by a touchdown here. Yeah, uh, I have I shared that same sentiment, Evan. I mean, uh, Rams banged up at the moment. I mean, Stafford dealing with that elbow injury is probably the worst thing they can have going into the yeah. season with their running backs being injured um and i mean the bills they got they got to prove um you know the haters wrong this year they've been just short these last two years and i think you know like you said this might finally be their year so i'm gonna go with the bills money line and we couldn't ask for a better matchup to start the season no we couldn't i'm, I'm extremely excited jack jack how do you feel about this one i, I what's your what's your thoughts um I mean, obviously, it's going to be a great match. I mean, it could be a Super Bowl preview as long as uh, Matthew Stafford stays healthy again. Um, I don't know that uh, stuff about Aaron Donald. I mean, I don't know if he's actually going to get suspended, but if he does, actually, I mean, I think that's going to hurt the Rams a lot. And, I mean, 
Josh Allen's not going to get pressured at all, so that makes it worse. I mean, I'm going to agree with you guys. Take the Bills uh, minus two and a half, not money line. I mean, it's only a field goal. And yes, Gabe Davis is catching at least one touchdown week one, maybe two. I promise you all the haters are going to suck me off after he goes <laughs> off after the first five weeks of the season. Watch it. Watch it. <laughs> all right. Zach, where are you at on this one? I'm going to follow along with the rest of you guys and go with Bills minus two and a half. Like Jeremy said, uh, Matt Stafford's a question mark with his elbow, and their backfield's also a big question mark. Daryl Henderson looks like he's definitely not going to play, and Akers is is doubtful, it seems like. And even if he plays, we don't know how effective he'll be. So, yeah, I'm going to go with you guys and just stick with Bills minus two and a half. Question for you quick before we move to Coke. Do you know who the third stringer is there? I have absolutely no idea because it was Sony. Because it was but Sony, but now he's he's across town. I don't want to look it up. Jacob Harris, right? Isn't it Jacob yeah. Harris that white running back? It might be a. Uh, it is. It's Kyron Williams, and then Jake oh, Funk, the white guy you were thinking. Notre Dame, 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 baby. I have no idea who either yeah, of them are. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 not very good. All right, Cook, where are you at? D- honestly. This I'm is a bad sign when we're all on the bills. Two and a half. I just there's just a lot about the Rams that I just it's just hard for the Rams right now. The Stafford thing with uh Farron Donald with Akers. Um and I just think that the Bills are the better team on both sides of the ball. Trey White's not gonna play week one, but uh, I don't think that matters. I think Von Miller uh he's gonna have a big revenge game against the Rams oh, yeah, too, too. So I'm taking the Bills on the on the spread. All right, beautiful. So we all are on the Bills. Jeremy <laughs> is the only money line better. The rest of us are on two and a half. Like I just mentioned, this is typically a terrible, terrible sign. Uh, I don't know where the money is publicly, but I know when it opened uh, that there was a ton of money on the Rams. This was m- like a month ago before uh, before there was any sort of news on Stafford and his seemingly arthritic elbow. Um, but we'll, we'll move on from this and, and hopefully, hopefully it'll work out for us. <clears throat> Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. Steelers currently six and a half point dogs at Acrishore Stadium, which is now where the Bengals will be playing. It is no longer Paul Brown Stadium. It is now Acrishore in Cincinnati. The Bengals have built a, uh, indoor practice facility. They didn't have one. They were one of the only teams in the NFL who did not have one. So. Uh, that's under construction, but uh, I I think this is one of those games where they're expecting everybody to take Bengals six and a half. I I know that's that's the idea here. They're only minus two seventy on the money line. If you're looking for parlays, this is what they want you to think is a safe pick, and I just I I can't see it being a safe pick. Uh, I know the Bengals have improved their offensive line, but I think this is a regression. I'm not expecting. Uh, the same level of play from the Bengals that they <clears throat> were were capable of last year. There were some extremely suspect coaching decisions uh, made by their head coach Zach Taylor. I don't I don't know if if folks remember. I I hate him. I I think he's he's an overrated coach. He got a lot of suck last year. Uh, I think the Steelers have the most overrated coach of all time as well. But um, this is one of those games where I just don't want anything to do with taking the Bengals. Uh, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Steelers. I'm gonna alt it and just say plus seven and a half. That should be around minus one thirty because the line's not out yet. But I like the Steelers to stay in this game. 
Yeah, I also like the Steelers to stay in the game. I was thinking plus seven and a half as well. But to be honest, come September 11th, oh, God, that's a terrible date. Uh, I will most likely be doing uh, player props on this game. This should be a good game for some player props. Um, But I think I'm going to go with the over here. Um, All the lines last year for the Steelers were obviously super low because they had Big Ben and they have a decent, pretty good uh, defense. But I think they're kind of – you know, still accounting for Big Ben and not so much Mitch Trubisky. Not that he's the greatest quarterback in the world, but he can throw the ball farther than six yards. Yep. Um, so I think this game should go over 44, um, you know, maybe maybe even just sneaks by at 28-17, but I think it should be at least 28-21 and give us a little room there. Yeah, I thought about that. I think that's a great pick. Jack, where are you at? Um, I think I'm going to take the Bengals minus six and a half here. Uh, we, don't, we don't know what happened with the TJ Watt injury. He could be out week one. Deontay's uh has a shoulder injury too. They're saying the AC joint or whatever that is. That yep. kind of sprain. That's not good. Nope. I mean they'll be mess- messing their best wide receiver. I mean they're not gonna have a lot of playmakers then. I mean it'd just be Najee and then I mean I don't get the hype about George Pickens, but whatever. Um, uh, Pat Fryermuth is there. I mean he should be pretty good, but I mean I just don't think Mitch Trubisky's that's good. And I mean the Bengals. I mean went to the Super Bowl last year, so. I just think this should be – I think they'll win by a touchdown, so that's why I'm going to take minus six and a half. Fair enough. Uh, Zach, what do you think here? Uh, before I send my pick, I'd like to say for everybody that uh, to please respect George Pickens, uh, right? Yep. I'm I will you. be also taking Bengals minus six and a half. I just think they're a way better team. They still have – Steelers still haven't announced their quarterback, and the game's less than two weeks away. So uh, I'll stick with the team that was just in the Super Bowl, and I'm also taking Jamar Chase touchdown. Okay. Book, what do you they think? really haven't announced Trubisky as the starter yet? No, they still haven't. Nope, Tomlin said yesterday that he still has not decided. Which is wow. insane to me. Yeah, That's I agree. Nuts. But, uh, yeah, I think I am on Steelers' uh, right here. Um, just, they're Steelers, man. It doesn't matter if they're all beat up or what. Just... They find a way to stay in these games, especially yeah. divisional games. I think the Bengals are definitely going to have a regression here. I think they'll be a wild card team, but I definitely think in week one, they're going to show some rust. So I'm taking the Steelers on the spread here. Six and a half. Yes. Okay. All right. That's, that's not, I wasn't expecting that from you, Cook. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, man. Um, I took the Bengals last year, week one, and they definitely, uh, they did me well against those Vikings, but uh, yeah, I'm feeling the Steelers here. Yeah, they burned me. Close. They burned me They're last gonna keep year. They're going to keep it close. Uh, okay, we'll move on to uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, who are taking on the Detroit Lions. This game is in Detroit. No home opener uh, in week one for the Eagles. Currently, the Birds are three and a half point favorite, minus 198 on the money line, and the over under is set at 48.5. There's a couple of things in this game that I really like. Uh, I think people have overhyped the Lions thus far. They have a couple of really good pieces, Swift and Amon Ross St. Brown, the two that come to mind. Uh, defensively, not the best team, and I think their coaching lacks a uh, certain tact, let's say. Uh, I don't think Dan Campbell is the right man for the job. They're getting the hard knocks bump right now. I think this line is insane. The Eagles are a talented team. They've been making some moves in the offseason. I don't think their coaching is necessarily perfect either. Um, they they certainly had an 
average year last year, but I think this year they'll be just a couple of games better than they were last. Hopefully we see a development in Jalen Hurts as an actual quarterback instead of just a running back. Uh, fingers crossed. But I'm going to take the Eagles uh, minus three and a half. I, I think that's kind of disrespectful. They, sh- they should win by a touchdown here. I, I really think they're capable of doing that. So uh, this is a max play for me. I, I really love this week one. Yeah, I am a known Eagles hater, um, especially if any of you tuned in last year. You know that uh, I have a tough time supporting them. But like you said, Evan, this shouldn't, I mean, three and a half is just, it doesn't seem accurate. I mean, the Lions weren't good last year. Um, And yeah, they may be a little better this year, but it's not like, it's not like they added Calvin Johnson back onto the team. Uh, So they're not going to be great. Uh, The Eagles, Jalen Hurts should only be better. Uh, theoretically, they added AJ Brown. Uh, you know they got these, this three-headed running back system going. They should win this by the touchdown easily. I mean, if there was like you said about the Bengals, how they want you to put that in a parlay, I think this is a money line that you do put in a parlay if yeah. you're looking for a parlay week one. But uh, I'm definitely getting in on that minus three and a half, um, and I might even alt up to minus six and a half um, come week one here. Okay, cool. Uh, Jack, where are you at? I mean, I don't even, I feel like I don't need to ask, but yeah. where are you at? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, dude, minus three and a half. Are you kidding me? This line's going to go up by week, by September 11th in the morning. This line's going to probably go up to six and a half, like Jeremy just said. I mean, you might as well take it now once the alternates come out. But I mean, I mean, there's a lot of hype around the lines. They were, they're always competitive, but I mean, this Eagles team is stacked. I mean, the defense is traded for, uh, Con- or Chauncey Gardner Johnson yesterday. I mean, he's a stud. I mean, it's just, I think it's all on Jalen Hurts this year. I mean, this team schedule is so easy. I mean, I I don't know. It's the Eagles, though, so who knows? But I'm going to take a minus three and a half right now. Yeah, well, I mean, you're right, though. If if you look on paper at the, the Eagles' uh, season, it, it's a cupcake. It really is. It's an easy yeah. one. They, they should be able to win at least 10 games, and I don't know if they're going to be able to, but uh, if there's going to be a year to do it, considering all the roster moves we made, Plus the the schedule, this is this is probably it. So it's all on hurts. It is truly all on hurts. Zach, another Eagles hater. Where are you here? Yep, similar to Jeremy. I pride myself in hating the Eagles, but this line is ridiculous. Probably should be six or seven and a half because the only position I see the Lions having advantage over the Eagles is running back. Yep, and. Yeah, like Jack said, they're stacked in every position, basically. So I'll go Eagles minus three and a half and an A.J. Brown touchdown. Oh, there it is. Uh, Cook, where you at? Well, um, I'll be honest. I'm staying away from the spread here. I think this is a uh, big trap game here for the Eagles. At three and a half, yeah. as all you guys have said, it's obviously in – it's just – insane that it's even that low because just looking on paper it's it's, it's obviously the birds but i'm gonna go with the over here um last year when these guys played it was a 44 to 6 game which that which is obviously tied in the over for this game but i just think that the lions i think they're a little revamped on offense this year i think they're gonna surprise some people with what they can do i know the hard knocks uh, I know it has a lot of people uh, all bought in on them, but I yeah. I think that the over here is good. I think that the offenses on both sides are going to shine. Cool. Yeah. As good as that, uh, and uh, as many 
of additions that the Eagles have made on defense. It's I get bad vibes in this game. Staying away from the spread. I'm on the over, forty-eight point five. Cool, love it. Uh, we'll move on to Colts Texans. This is tough, man. Uh, there's some there's some beloved players on on these teams. We are a Davis Mills podcast. Uh, we we've stated our support for him. He is, we of course. We we do love Longneck, and he's gonna be the QB uh, one there this year. We also, I, I mean, I, I'm a big Nico Collins guy. I, I like him a lot. I think he's a fantastic player. And then, of course, we have JT on the Colts, who Jeremy and I made made considerable money with last year. The Colts were my best team. I picked two of their spreads wrong last year, uh, which is insane. They're eight-and-a-half-point favorites. I don't. Like that, they're minus three ninety on the money line. The over under is at forty four and a half. However, I think I'm gonna go with the over here. Um, I think the Colts have the ability to run an absolute train on the Texans secondary, uh, but I also think the Texans do have teeth on offense. I can see them scoring two touchdowns, to be honest with you. I just see the Colts absolutely battering them on defense. So uh, I'm going to go over 44.5. I, I really don't want to bet against Davis Mills. I, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he just needs to develop a little bit more and, and get some more pieces. So um, the corpse of Matt Ryan, not sure that matters. I, I think even if he's not throwing the ball, if he's not slinging it the way he needs to, uh, that John, John Taylor just absolutely rips up the Texans' D. So... Uh, I'm going to go with over 44 and a half. I know that might be a gamble, but I like it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to do here. This is kind of tough. Um, lines. I do. Like Matt Ryan. Um, I know some people not, are not Matt Ryan fans, but I always thought he's a good quarterback. Um, and he's definitely better than, um, Carson Wentz. Yeah. So I mean, that's what the Colts do have going for them. Davis Mills also good. Texans garbage time heroes. Could they cover ten and a half if it if you bumped it up? Probably. Um, I do like the over as well, um, just because, like you said, I mean the Colts. There's no reason the Colts shouldn't put up points against the Texans. Um, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with Texans plus ten and a half. I'm not taking them eight and a half. I'm gonna go ten and a half. I think Davis Mills does just enough for this to be a game. Okay. Fair enough. You're going to take Texans 10.5? Yep. Beautiful. I love it. Jack? Yeah, um, I mean, should be a good game. The Texans are improved. I mean, this Damian Pierce running back for them, I mean, this kid's a stud, it looks like. Everyone's hyping him up. So they have a running game now. I mean, I don't know what about their offensive line. I don't know. They still Tunsil still there, right? I mean, I don't even know, dude. I don't pay attention to that shit. But... Um, I mean, like you said, Nico Collins, I mean, there's a lot of hype around him. Cooks is still there. So, I mean, and Davis Mills looked good towards the end of the year last year. So, I mean, I'm probably not going to take a spread or anything. I'm probably no. going to take the over 44 and a half. Um, I mean, the Colts should put up points, like we said. I mean, I just can see this game being a little high scoring just because, I mean, the Colts defense is good themselves. But, I mean, if Davis Mills improves, uh, they get the running game going, they can, like, I don't know. I I just like the over. I don't want to take the spread because it's really high for a week one spread because you just don't know anything yet. You got to yep. wait and see. Yeah, you have to gauge things. Go the over. Yeah. Uh, Zach? 
I think for that exact reason that it's so high, I think Texas is an easy pick here. Uh, for the Colts, Jonathan Taylor is obviously going to do what he does. Uh, their best receiving options, Michael Pittman, and I think uh, Derek Stingley for the Texans should be able to at least keep him in check. And uh, like Jack said about Damian Pierce, Texans haven't had a, a stud running back in some time. So I think just with that addition alone, Nico Collins, Brandon Cooks, I think they'll be able to stay in the game with Davis Mills. So I'm going Texans plus eight and a half. All right. Got some Texans love here. I, I love to see that. And then, Cook, where are you at? I love my boy Davis. I, I do think that the Texans are going to be awful this year, but yeah, <laughs> I do think that they are going to show some offensive promise. Um, I'm riding with you over here. In both games last year, the Colts, they put up uh, 30 points on the Texans in both their games last year. Um, yep. So... And I just I think that the Texans are easily capable of at least fourteen to seventeen points. Yeah, I think I, the Colts. Are, I think the Colts are good for thirty, just because this uh, Texans defense it is atrocious. Yeah. So I'm riding with you over here. Both teams are gonna get going. Yep, I totally agree. I think these are some good picks here. A lot um, of yards in this game. <clears throat> yeah, nobody taking the Colts straight up. Love that. Uh, we have the New Orleans Saints taking on the Atlanta Falcons up next. Saints currently five and a half point favorites. Minus 215 on the money line and the over under is set at 42 and a half. I'm going to shock the world here. I'm taking Falcons money line. I think Marcus Mariota is an extremely dynamic player. I think the fact that they still have Cordero Patterson and the actual emergence of Kyle Pitts this year are huge factors in their offense. Their defense is still going to be suspect, um, but I don't, I, I don't trust the Saints. I don't know what's going on there. They have a new head coach. There is a possibility that Kamara will not uh, play the entire season. I mean, right now it looks like things are okay because it's been quiet in terms of suspension, but... He did beat the ever-living fuck out of somebody, so he may have to serve a suspension at some point. Jameis, I like. I think he's he's a baller. You know, he's he really lets his nuts hang. Um, but I, I don't have faith in him as a game manager because I, I just don't think that's how he plays. He needs to bring that interception to TD uh, ratio down. I think the Falcons are going to surprise some people this year. They're going to suck for sure. Uh, but I don't think they're going to be as bad as everybody is saying. Uh, I I like them at plus one eighty. I mean, it, this should go to this should go to show you the fact that the Saints are only five and a half point favorites. Uh, that the Falcons may not be as bad as as everybody is is already considering. The Falcons are a team that burn me, but uh, I'm going to get it started early and and go with them. I'm taking the Saints minus a million. Um, I am, don't get me wrong, I'm on your side in the fact that I think Marcus Mariota uh, is a lot better than people give him credit for. He wasn't bad for the Titans, and he certainly, you know, filled his role fine, um, his small role um, with the Raiders. Um, So I have no gripes with him. I think Kyle Pitts is the man. Um, Cordero isn't bad, and I don't know how to pronounce the rookie's last name. It's like Alagir. Yeah, Tyler Alagir. Allgaier. 
I don't even know. Yeah, he's looked he's looked pretty good in preseason. So mm-hmm. I think they they do have some good weapons. Drake London too. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't think they're going to be as bad as people think. Like you said, especially not as bad as they were last year. Um, but I just think the Saints have too many weapons. I mean, they have Kamara, who is going to be trying to get his while he can. You know, like yeah. you said, he might get suspended, so he's got to get his now. Um, they got NBA Slant Boy back, Michael Thomas. Um, we're good there. Uh, Alave. I mean, they are. They got some weapons. Um, so I see no reason for them to lose this game. I mean, they should win by a touchdown plus. Okay. I'm taking the Saints minus five and a half, but I will be betting the Falcons in the future. I can feel it. <clears throat> okay, Jack. Thoughts? Yeah, I agree with you guys. I think the Falcons. I mean as bad as they were last year, I think they still improve. Like, they're just trying to do something. I mean, like, it was cool seeing them go get Mariota. Like, they're trying, They're just trying to do something. I mean, like you said, Pitt's a generational talent. I mean, he's all, he's going to be amazing. But, I mean, like, I'm going to have to agree with Jeremy here. I'm taking the Saints minus five and a half. Their defense is still stacked. I mean, they're just – what you saw with Jameis before he got hurt is I feel like the Saints kind of uh, – made him like a game manager more instead of what he was doing. So I think if he can continue to go down that path, I mean, we know he can throw for 4,000, 5,000 yards, but I mean, if he can just simmer down and get the interceptions down, I mean, the Saints are always a 500 team at least. So yeah, I think the Saints win this game easily by a touchdown. So I'm going to five and a half. Okay. Zach? I think this is one of the easier games of the week to pick, in my opinion. Uh, Saints are well, much, much better than the Falcons. Kamara may get suspended, but it's not going to be week one. Yeah. Uh, they have three elite, uh, somewhat elite receivers. Kamara and Ingram and Winston's better than Mariota, so I, I don't think this will be a close one. Saints minus five and a half. Okay. And Cook? I'm also on the Saints minus five and a half. Um, on both sides of the ball, they're just they're the far better team. I think Winston, he's going to... He's going to have a big start to the year, man. I think Michael Thomas is going to get his in week one. As long as he plays, I think I we're mean, going to see uh, play. <laughs> who he really was. As long as he plays, I, I think we're going to see the Michael Tom, uh, the, the old uh, MT, uh, Alvin. He's obviously going to try to get his. His situation is up in the air. Um, Olave, it's just it's hard for the Falcons. To just, it's hard for them to guard all these weapons. Yeah, and then on the defensive side, it's obvious the Saints probably have a top five defense in the league. Um, all they really have to worry about here is Pitts. I mean, it's obvious that he's their guy. I just I think the Saints are gonna smoke them. Five and a half is pr- that is pr- probably my uh, play of the week. All right, <clears throat> then we're gonna move on to. Baltimore versus the New York Jets. Baltimore currently a six and a half point favorite, minus two ninety on two ninety on the money line, with an over under of forty four and a half. The Ravens are currently dealing with a couple of issues: the injury to J.K. Dobbins, who is primed to be their lead back. Um, the fact that he is not yet cleared for Week One as well as Lamar Jackson's contract situation in which the Ravens have yet to offer him a new contract. Uh, All could spell disaster for the Baltimore Ravens. I 
don't personally feel that it's that big of a deal. I think Lamar will get extended with the Ravens, and I don't think it's going to be much of a problem uh, within the next, you know, even few weeks. They should extend him before the season, but we'll have to see. The Ravens, like I said, six and a half. Love them here. Didn't see enough from the Jets in preseason. They have an issue with quarterback. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be Mike White or if it's going to be um, Blacko. Wilson is is hurt, right? Yeah, yeah, he's still recovering. Yeah, yeah, Flacco starting week one. Okay, so it's going to be Flacco. Uh I, I I can't take Flacco against his old team in in good conscience. That that is probably where some people's minds are going, but I think that's just those are tricks. Um, I'm going to go with Raven six and a half. I think the over is also in play here. The Jets do have a lot of offensive weapons. Their defense is just piss poor. Uh, so, you know, maybe a Michael Carter touchdown because Brees Hall smells like rat meat and he won't be playing at all. Uh, but I'm just going to go with Raven six and a half for now. I, I think that's, that's one of my plays of the week. Yeah. I, I mean, the jets are not good. No, um, no, I wish they were, but they're, they're just not. Yeah. I mean, Joe Flacco revenge game, probably not. Um, <laughs> could it be fun to watch? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but I do wish there were player props out for this game. I'd love to take a Lamar touchdown, a Mark Andrews touchdown. I mean, I feel like with the you know with Dobbins maybe healthy, maybe not healthy. Um, Gus Edwards out. Do they really want Mike Davis carrying the ball to five? Probably not. They'll probably just give it to Lamar or let him you know dish it out to Mark. So I mean, I think those will be two strong plays um, once those lines come out. But yeah, I'm gonna take the Ravens minus six and a half. I mean, I know we've taken a lot of favorites so far, but I mean, so far in these games, that's really all that makes sense. Yeah, there's a lot of sitters this week for sure. Um, okay, Jack, where are you at here? I think it's pretty simple. Ravens minus six and a half easily. I mean, if as long as they just get their own game going and manage the game slowly. I mean, I just don't see the Jets getting many opportunities, so I'm going to go Ravens minus six and a half. Beautiful. Zach? Uh, this is a tough one, but I'm going to stick with the Jets plus six and a half. Okay. Uh, Elijah Moore's arguably the best receiver on the team, and he had said that Joe Flacco was even better than Wilson in uh, preseason in camp. So I think, I mean, the revenge game isn't really a factor for me. I think that doesn't matter, but they had the best draft, in my opinion, with uh, Stalk Gardner, Jermaine Johnson. They signed guys like Quan Alexander and Solomon Thomas. So I think with the coaching that they have now, I think they'll be possibly a 7-8 win team. Not most, most likely not, but I see the Jets covering week one plus six and a half. All right. Uh, Cook, where are you at? I think I'm also on that Jets spread, man. I just think that the Ravens um, – as great as they are, I think it's going to be hard without Dobbins. I mean, it's obvious we haven't really seen like a lot of them, but still, his potential. All of us know what he can do. Yep, he should be able to do. Um, I just think outside of Andrews, they don't just they don't have enough to, like to really cause a lot of offensive problems. Like, yeah, there's Bateman there, but I think that that's Sauce Gardner will probably have a lot. Yeah, dude. Yeah. I feel bad for Tot. Sorry, Tot. Um, I just think that the Jets are going to make it a close game, as bad as they are. I think they just look a little more aggressive in the preseason. I just think they're, but, but I think they're going to have something to prove in Week One. So right. I'm taking the Jets. There's a lot of hype on the Ravens this year. 
There's a lot of Lamar talk. I think the contract negotiations are also going to bother him. So yeah. if that's not if that's not a done deal by week one, then yeah, I'm I'll be doubling down on my jet spread. Beautiful. We're going to move on to Miami. Uh, they are playing the New England Patriots. Miami currently a two and a half point favorite, minus one thirty two of your odds for that, minus one sixty eight on the money line. The over under is set at forty five and a half. I'll tell you what, I don't like the over-under at all. I'm, I'm probably leaning towards the under. I think that's high, but I love the Dolphins in this game. Uh, two and a half points, I would take those points any day of the week. I think they probably win this game by a touchdown. Word on the street is that Mac Jones did not look good in camp. Um, so if you want to take that at face value, you know, this is this is one of those games where you'd probably want to side with the Dolphins. I know that they're dealing with some injuries. It is apparent that Tyreek is going to be the clear wide receiver one. Waddle has been held out of practice for three weeks at this point. I'm a little bit concerned for him, but I don't think it's that big of a deal because they did indeed get Tyreek, and he's looked okay uh, in the preseason and, and the clips that I've seen from him at training camp. So I'm going to take the Dolphins minus two and a half. I think this may be the year that we see a better Tua. I still don't think he's the long-term solution there in Miami. I think they really should have a better QB because Tua's arm strength is just so poor. Um, But I do think that if you look at the unit, they are a much better team than the Pats. Uh, They're, they're losing Gesicki because he's going to be doing, he's going to be doing more blocking this season, but Um, don't, don't, you know, don't sleep. I think that the Dolphins have a lot of offensive weapons. It's a running back by committee, but I don't think it's that big of a deal. Uh, and I, I like them to win this game by, by at least, uh, three points. So I'm going to take them on the spread. Yeah. The Patriots are, um, one of my teams that I will be fading all season. I mean, Last year, I did say I think Mac Jones was the uh, best rookie quarterback coming out of the class. Um, was he last year? Probably. Um, is he going to be this year? Probably not. Um, he doesn't look good. Uh, he was slamming clipboards and throwing shit in their last preseason game. Uh, like you said, he, they said he hasn't looked good in camp either. So all around, bad experience for him. Um, the only thing he has going for him is they added Devontae Parker. I guess yeah. that's a plus, um, but other than that, there's nothing really, you know, nothing happening on the New England side, whereas, you know, like you said, Miami added Tyree Hill, they added Chase Edmonds, um, uh, you know, just a bunch of weapons to help out Tua, um, and if Tua can't get it done with this team, Tua will never get it done, yeah. so it's kind of now or never for him. I'm going to go Dolphins minus two and a half. I mean, I don't really like betting on the Dolphins either because of Tua, um, but... You know what? I'm actually going to go with the under. I'm going under 45 and a half. I do think the Dolphins win the game. Um, but I think under 45 and a half is a better play. Bill Belichick's always got good defense. The Dolphins' defense the last couple years has been very quality. Um, so I'm going under 45 and a half. I could see this game finishing 21-17. You know, something, something not exciting to watch. Something you won't see a lot of on red zone. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm it's going to be like 21-17, something like that. Cool. Uh, Jack, where you at? Yeah, I mean, I was going right with Jeremy there. The under seems really good here. That's high, honestly. I mean, the struggles with Mac Jones, I mean, I just don't like to hear that with a week before the season starts. So, and then, I mean, I don't think anyone's really big Tua believers here. So that's, I just, I mean, like, obviously, like, he's got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Chase Evans. They also signed Mostert. 
sick he's still there. I mean, like this team is pretty. Team, uh, yeah, I okay, Cedric Wilson. About, uh, yeah, I mean, like this team stack. Well, I just don't think Tua's good. I mean, I've seen so many videos. A guy can't throw a ball. Like he, can't, he has no zip on his ball at all. Like he just doesn't. I just yeah. don't. I don't believe in him. So I'm going with the under two. I agree with Jeremy. All right, cool. Um, Zach. Uh, well, I have three biggest locks of the week, and this is the first one. Dolphins minus two and a half. Um, like Jack, well, like all of you said, Mac Jones. The report came out that he's not even really ready for the season. And I don't think Tua can fail with this offense. It's probably the fastest team I've ever seen on paper. Yep. And um, the Patriots as a whole, I just think Bill Belichick's declining as a coach. I think their roster is not where it needs to be at all. They don't have weapons. Uh, the running back situation's a mess over there, too. And um, I just think the Dolphins come out with the new roster and really surprise people and win easily. Beautiful. Cookie? I'm on the Dolphins and the under here. Um, I think that the Dolphins are going to win the game, but I think that the defense of both teams, it really makes a difference in this game, especially that Dolphins defense. Um, I think that their corners are locked down. I think that their line has gotten better. Um, I'm not a Mac Jones believer. I'm really not. may have had a good year last year, but I'm not a Mac Jones believer. Um, you add a guy like Devontae Parker as your wide receiver one, I, I'm praying for you, so. I'm on the Dolphins in the under here. Yeah, there is a better team. The, the receiving situation yeah. in New England is that Pat's defense. It, it's still very good, but I think the Dolphins' defense is better, and I think they shut them down. Cool. Uh, we'll move on to Carolina. The Cleveland Browns take on the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. Panthers currently two and a half point favorite against the Deshaun Watsonless uh, Cleveland Browns. This is a this has trap written all over it for me. Uh, Baker revenge game. I don't know, man. Uh, the over under set at forty one and a half. I think I'm just gonna go with the over in this game. Uh, I think that's low. I think it's really low. If Baker has a good game, the Panthers can easily put up twenty eight points, uh, and then I think that the Browns will will be competitive enough to stay in it. This this seems like. A sure thing, the over here. I, I don't know what's going on. I think McCaffrey can easily rush for two TDs. I think the same thing of Chubb. Uh, so I'm going to take the over. I, I think this is this is an easy one for me. Lock of the week, maybe. I like that. Um, as we all know, I'm a little biased towards the Panthers here. Um, but Sam Darnold on the bench now. Thank God. Yep. Baker Mayfield, let's not forget two years ago, he was a good quarterback. He was a lot better than what he was last year, and I think the Panthers are in much better shape this year. Um, with that being said, if I if we had player prop lines, my play would 100% be Christian touchdown parlayed with a Nick Chubb touchdown. Like you said, I mean, you don't, you don't keep Nick Chubb out of the end zone week one, in my opinion, and you're not keeping Christian McCaffrey out of the end zone week one. Um, come week six, when he's in the blue tent, yeah, you'll be keeping him out of the end zone, but week one, you're not keeping him out of there. So that would be my play, would be a Chubb and Christian touchdown. Um, but since we don't have that option at the moment, I, I think I'm going to go with the over with you. Um, I do think the Panthers win the game, partially biased, partially because the Browns don't have their best player who cost them half a billion dollars. Um, but, um, yeah, I think the Panthers win, but I'm going to take the over with you, Ev. Okay, cool. Uh, Jack? Yeah, I'm... Um... 
I think I'm definitely leaning Panthers minus two and a half here. I just I just don't believe in Jacoby Brissett. Um, Panthers at home too. McCaffrey's hopefully going to stay healthy for at least week one. I mean, he should feast. I mean, he always does at least a hundred yards and a touchdown easily. Uh, I just I like Baker's attitude, so I'm going Panthers minus two and a half. Cool. Let's go, Zach. Uh, this is my second lock of the week. I have Panthers minus two and a half. I uh, typically despise former Oklahoma Sooners, but I am a big Baker fan. And he looked fantastic in preseason. Once that shoulder's fully healthy, I think he'll be back to himself. Uh, he's got weapons clearly on that team. I mean, CMC, we all know his story. He could be the best running back in football or hurt week one. So I'm I'm definitely going Panthers here. The Browns with Jacoby Brissett, I just don't think they could compete with him, even though they have a solid roster. So I'm going Panthers minus two and a half. Okay. And Cook. I'm also on the Panthers here. Um as a lot of you know, I I uh I'm not a big Baker fan, but I think he's gonna coming out with uh a lot to prove in week one, facing this former team. A home game. Uh, they got McCaffrey back. I think that J.C. Horn, he, he's going to be a big addition back. Um, as good as the Browns, they are. It's going to be hard without Watson there. I mean, yes, they still have Amari. They got Chubb. Uh, uh, who else? They got fucking Hunt. But I just think that the Panthers are going to. Uh, I think Baker, he's going to play with something to prove. If I had to take a prop in that game, it would probably be the over on his passing yards. Beautiful. Real Um, quick. What's up? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. He's going to sling that to me. Do you think that they're going to play Hunt a ton now that he wants to leave? Yeah. I still think they will. I think they'll play him more to get his value up. Yep. Yep. And I, I think they don't. I mean, if they're not going to keep him, why why do you give a fuck if he gets hurt? You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're just going to run him into the ground, honestly, I think. I could almost see them using him in a Tony Pollard role if the Cowboys are going to be maybe putting him in the slot a little bit. I mean, yeah. they don't have many weapons on the outside, so. True. I could see that. Yeah. That's yeah. A, you did him call. in the slot with Chubb back there and then Amari? That would look pretty good, to be honest. And might play the Jones role. True. Um... Okay, Niners Bears. Oh god. The I don't want anything to do with it game of the week. <laughs> Niners currently a six and a half point favorite heading to Soldier Field, the worst field in the NFL. Uh minus two ninety five on the money line. Jay takes on Trey Lance. I mean I don't even wanna like I literally don't want to pick anything here i'm just gonna take a debo samuel touchdown it's probably like minus 270 but fuck it i'll just take debo debo touchdown i'm not touching this game lock of the decade over one and a half interceptions in this game oh my um, god yeah but, for sure <laughs> but um i probably i don't i mean that's just this is two question marks at yep. Um, quarterback. I mean, I know Zach loves Justin Fields. I don't think he's a bad quarterback, but has he proven himself to be a great quarterback yet? No. And did Trey Lance do anything other than play low A football for eight games? Nope. Also no. Um, so I don't know what's going to go on there. What I do like, 
I think I'm going to go with the Cole Komet touchdown. Justin yes. Fields peppered him all preseason. He was one of his main guys last season. They they don't really have many weapons to choose from. It's kind of just him and Darnell Mooney, and I don't see Darnell Mooney being the biggest red zone threat in the world. Um, it, are they going to lose a lot of red zone touches to Khalil Herbert and Demont? Of course. But is Cole Komet going to be the guy when they're passing in the red zone? Yes. So I'm taking Cole Komet touchdown. This might be the game where you go with the tight end touchdown parlay and take Komet and Kittle. And Kittle, yeah. Um, but I'm definitely going Komet here, touchdown, as my play because, like you said, I don't want to get involved with this whatsoever. Yeah, it stinks. Uh, okay, Jack, where are you at? Um, I'm taking the Niners in six and a half here. Uh, I mean, like, two young quarterbacks. I just think the Niners are better coached, um, yeah. have a better – franchise in general better team on paper um i mean i think justin fields can be good um but their offensive line is terrible um i mean their defense isn't as good as it used to be obviously i i just think the niners can win by a touchdown here so that's why i'm taking them cool fair enough and zach uh well i will be going with an alternate bears plus seven and a half uh you know my love for justin fields i think He's already, I mean, he hasn't proven much at all, but he has proven more than Trey Lance has. So we, he, Trey Lance is a real question mark. Um, their weapons are question marks other than Debo Samuel. Uh, the Bears don't really have weapons besides Mooney and Komet, but they have, a, in my opinion, more consistent run game, even though their line's not too good. But I think it'll remain a close game just because of the two young quarterbacks, and we're just not sure what's going to happen. So I'm going to go with Bears plus seven and a half. Excellent. Cookie? I'm on the Niners here. I'm on the spread. Um, this Bears team is awful. Yep. Um, Roquan Smith, he wants out. Um, their offense, I don't have to say. I don't have to say a word. They have Darnell Mooney as their wide receiver one. I could not name another wide out outside of him. And I just think that the Niners. I think that they're the better team all around. I think. Although that Lance, he has not proved much. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be hot week one. So I'll take the Niners on the spread, and I'll take a George, a George Kittle touchdown. Okay, because he's gonna feast. Cool. Uh, we will move on to another game that I feel like a lot of people aren't gonna want anything to do with. I personally feel like. Oh Lord personally feel that I have a, a lightning sharp or, or a knife sharp read on this game. The Jacksonville Jaguars heading to the district of Columbia to take on the Washington commanders. Jacksonville currently three and a half point dogs plus one forty two on the money line and the over under set at forty three and a half. I love the over I think this is a high-scoring game. It's going to be a shit show for sure. Uh, the Commanders have an absolute disaster going on at running back. Running back, they're either going to start Antonio Gibson, who doesn't have toes. Uh, their their backup got shot the other day, and then they have J.D. McKissick, who is seemingly the only one who's healthy and not shot or anything like that. So I, I don't know what to expect there. But they do have Wentz now. He's going to be starting under center. Um, I don't necessarily think he's an upgrade over Heineke. They sort of remind me 
uh, of each other because they're both extremely reckless, make terrible plays, and then terrible throws uh, after rushing out of the pocket. So I don't think this is necessarily an upgrade for Terry McLaurin, who once again needs to be freed. I think the Jaguars have a much better setup. Peterson, not a fan of him as a coach, but I think their team on paper, there's a lot of threats. Uh, we're going to have to see how Etienne looks, but I think the arrival of Christian Kirk was gigantic, uh, and I think Lawrence is primed for a breakout year. So I'm going to take the Jags uh, plus three and a half. I, I love it. Yeah, you know, Christian Kirk, that's our guy. That's our guy. I mean, Jaguars, they got some weapons. Um, Commanders, I don't know what their deal is. They, they, I don't know. No one goes to their games. They have no fans. They got nothing going for them. But um, I'm on your side. I'm going to go with the Jags plus three and a half. I think, I mean, it's two bad teams to open the season. It's kind of like flipping a coin here. Um, And most likely one game that if I do bet it, I'll bet it small. Um, because there's much better betting games, in my opinion, um, week one. But, yeah, I'm going to go Jacksonville plus three and a half. I think they do enough to keep it close. Will they win? Maybe not, but it'll definitely be a close game. All right. Uh, Jack? Yeah, I'm going to agree with you guys here. It's pre- I mean, this is pretty just a chalk pick. I mean, Jags plus three and a half, you love it. I mean, the commanders are plus 100 for their spread, so obviously that's not a confident spread for a minus three and a half um, on creating the line. But um, I just... I mean the commanders. I mean their rookie running back just got shot. I mean this 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 team is just. I don't know. I don't like them at all. I I could see them finishing like five wins this year. I don't think Wentz has anything left in the tank. Um, yeah. I mean I I like Lawrence. I think he's gonna be good this year. I mean obviously all of us Eagles fans love Doug Peterson. Brought us the Super Bowl. So I mean, I'm not saying he's gonna bring the Jags to Super Bowl, but I mean sure. he's definitely gonna turn them around the right corner. So I'm gonna go Jags plus three and a half. Okay, Zach. I'm going to one-up you guys and go with Jags' money line. Uh, Carson Wentz was with the Colts last year. He beat the Jags the first time by six and lost to them by 15 the next time. So he's with a much worse roster this year than he was last year, and he still struggled with them last year. So I'm riding with Jags' money line. And Cook? I'm on Jags' money line. I got a couple reasons here. Um, If there's a guy that knows how to stop Wentz, I would imagine it's his old coach. Yep. Doug Peterson. Um Chase Young is out for four weeks still. That's that, that that's a big loss on defense. Um I just think that the Jags, I think they're younger. Uh, I think they're faster. I think uh it's Lawrence season out there. I think they're gonna be uh I think they're gonna be Washington week one. I think they're gonna make a statement. I'll take the alt minus two and a half actually on the Jags. Jags two and a half? Yes. Okay. Um, Forget the money line. I'll take the minus. All right. Minus two and a half. That's going to bring you up a little bit. Okay, so we'll move on to Chargers Raiders. The Raiders head to SoFi uh, to take on... Wait, hold on a second. Both of these games are... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Bills Rams is on a... It's Thursday Night Football. Okay. Um, all right, so Raiders-Chargers. Games at SoFi. Chargers, three-and-a-half-point favorites, minus 176 on the money line. The Raiders, of course, did make the gigantic addition of Devontae Adams, uh, probably the best wide receiver in the league, uh, if you ask me. If you ask Zach, he may have a different answer. He'll also be playing in this game, Keenan Allen. 
Uh, I think the Chargers batter the Raiders here. I know people are high on the Chargers. It took a couple of years for the analysts to catch up. Um, but I really do think the Chargers are primed to be a good team. I think that they can win this division pretty easily. Their defense is fantastic. Their secondary is good. Um, but I think that their offensive line is is improving slowly. Um, and then, of course, their weapons. They have Keenan Allen. They have Mike, uh, Mike Will. They have Guyton, who I know Cook loves. I mean, I think that guy stinks, but... Cookie loves him. Um, And then with the emergence of Josh Palmer, as well as the hopeful return of of Donald Parham, uh, I just think the Chargers have a a great team, especially with Eckler. So they should be able to win this game. I think minus 176 on the money line is great. I know the Raiders have insane fans, but uh, I think that that actually probably benefits us because it'll keep the money a little bit more even. I know people will be on the Raiders. I just don't believe in Derek Carr. I just, I really don't. Over 52 and a half, this could be a, a shootout, uh, but I'm going to take the Chargers on the money line. Yeah, like you said, this could be a shootout. I think it is going to be a shootout. Um, I'm keeping it simple. I'm going with you over here. Raiders have a lot of weapons. Chargers have a lot of weapons. And I mean, it seems like these games always end up in a shootout. So I'm going over 52 and a half, and I think it should be a comfortable win. Beautiful. Uh, Jack. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Chargers minus three and a half here. I mean, I, I mean, like the Raiders did get Adams. I mean, they upgraded some spots. Um, it seems like they're revamping that whole uh, last few years of their franchise. Yep. Um, but. I mean, I just think, I mean, can the Chargers finally be this team? I mean, let's see. I, I believe in it. I mean, Herbert has the opportunity to be the best quarterback in the NFL, so yep. I'm going to start off with them going easily winning this game. Three and a half is nothing, so I'll take that. All right, Zach. Tell us. Yep. Uh, I'm not really sure I have to say my pick. It's it's Chargers minus three and a half. The Raiders do not have a secondary. They had the mo- They allowed the most sacks in the preseason. <laughs> I don't think Derek Carr even compares to Justin Herbert. Nope. And last year we beat the Raiders by 14 and lost to them by three with the third worst defense in the NFL. So I think all the defensive additions, even though J.C. Jackson is not going to play, but I think we have enough defensive, whatever, defensive presence to to keep the game in our favor the entire time. And with our offense, I think we'll be able to win by seven plus. So Chargers minus three and a half. Beautiful. Cook. I'm rocking with the over here. Um, I think that this game, as hyped up as the Chargers are, I think they can uh, they can easily. Uh, I don't think they're going to lose this game, but I think that there's going to be some mishaps on the defense mainly. Um, if J.C. Jackson is not there, that is huge. Um, as Zach said, I don't think the Raiders have a secondary at all. Um, I just think this game has a lot of star power. Um, there's just a lot of wide receivers that can score. The, the both running backs are very capable. Um, I'm riding with the over here. I think a lot of points are going to be scored here. Okay. Uh, we'll move on to the New York Giants who take on the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Uh, this game stinks. Um, Titans five and a half point favorites minus two fifty on the money line. 
The over-under set at 43.5. I honestly don't want anything to do with the Giants, but I also don't necessarily believe in the Titans. Um, That Giants secondary is making an attempt to improve, but I still don't think that they're any good as a unit. I just don't think the Giants are there yet. Uh, I know Dabble's there. I, I know that he will definitely be an improvement over what they've been dealing with the past couple of years. Um, hopefully he'll, he'll be a steady figure in that team. I just, I just don't know what to expect. I don't think I can take the giants in good conscience week one, five and a half, not enough points for me to, to side with them, but I also don't like the over under. So I'm, I'm honestly going to go with Titans, uh, minus five and a half, but I'm really not confident in it. I'm just sort of going with the fact that I like the Titans receiving core. They have a couple of young guys, uh, this will be a year that I think Westbrook Aquino really breaks out. I, I actually think he's a great player. And I think that Henry should be sort of back to work. I don't know. He's not going to be the same, but he should be good enough to, to run all over this this giant secondary. All right. I'm keeping it simple. I'm staying away from both teams. I'm staying away from the main lines. I'm just going Derrick Henry touchdown. I mean, week one, he's going to come back. He's going to get a touchdown. And they're going to try, you know, to force him to be their guy again. So I'm going Derrick Henry touchdown. Beautiful. Uh, Jack. Um, I'm all over the Titans minus five and a half. I mean, you love the coach shining in the bowl or whatever. But, I mean, Dan, Dan, Daniel Jones stinks, dude. I He's mean, terrible. the big difference is the bowl has had Josh Allen, who had so much talent, turned him into a great quarterback, helped him so much. I don't think Daniel Jones can do that. I mean, they improved their offense line a bit. I mean, I, I mean, the Giants might be a little bit better this year, just simply off of the coaching change. But I mean, I just still don't think I, I like the Titans at home. Derrick Henry's back healthy. He's gonna feast. Um, Tannehill's the better quarterback. I mean, Vrabel is still he is still one of the best coaches in the NFL. I mean, we're not denying that. I mean, I just think the Titans at home here should win by a touchdown easily. Okay, cool. Uh, then we have the Kansas. Oh no, sorry. Uh, Zach, where you at? Uh, I spent this is probably the game I spent the most time looking at last night, but I stuck with Titans minus five and a half. Um, yeah, they had two new receivers, Robert Woods and uh, Traylon Burks, with Westbrook, like you said, and uh, Daniel Jones stinks. We don't know what Saquon's going to look like. And uh, to to add on to Titans minus five and a half, obviously if they're going to win, Henry's going to be involved. So I have Henry two plus touchdowns. Wow. And Titans square. All right, Cook. All right, um, I'm about to ruffle some feathers here. I am, I'm going with the Giants on the money line here, man. I think the Titans are, they're due for a, a bad year. I think the Giants are gonna. I mean, Derrick Henry, but still, I think they have the line to stack the box, kind of contain him. Um, it hurts when you lose a guy like AJ Brown. I mean, yeah, like he's always hurt, but. but, but uh, just when he's there, like you know what he can do, and Julio too. Even though like, they were both hurt last year, it, it hurts to not like even have those guys on the field. Um, Robert Woods, he's coming off an ACL injury. Traylon Burks, he's already hurt. Uh, I just, I don't think the Titans are going to do it in Week One, man. I, I think the Titans are going to have a bad year, to be honest. I just think that Saquon's back. I think he's gonna prove the I think he's gonna prove the doubters wrong. Um 
I think that Danny Dimes is going to have a comeback year. It's his contract year. He has no choice. He'll come out the first week. Uh, he's going to have a chip on his shoulders, man. I think this whole Giants team is going to have a chip on their shoulders. I hope the ball, I hope he does even half of what he did for Josh Allen. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I'm riding with the Giants on the money line here, man. I think the Giants are going to surprise some people. Cool. Knock off the Titans. Yep. All right, we'll move on to Kansas City versus Arizona. The Chiefs are currently three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Arizona Cardinals, the new-look Cardinals. They've, they've made some moves. They lost Kirk. Um, they lost Chase Edmonds. It'll be just Connor. Over-unders at 53-and-a-half. This is a game I kind of don't want anything to do with, to be honest with you. I don't think the Chiefs are going to be as good as people think they are. They're going to have to rely a lot uh, on Kelsey and Mahomes, of course. Um, I don't know. I really don't know where I stand here. I think if they would give me six-and-a-half for the cards, I would take it, but I don't want the points and I don't want them on the money line in this game. So I'm going to take the chiefs. Uh, I think if they win, they win by touchdown. So I'm going to, I'm going to take them three and a half. I, I just, I can't take the cards in, in good conscience right now. I, I think maybe in a couple of weeks after I get a better look of how Kyler uh, or get a better feel of how Kyler looks, I'll, I'll be able to go with them. But um, I am the Cardinals whisperer and I'm going to go with chiefs minus three and a half. Yeah, I like that pick. Um, I mean, not the best value, but I'm probably just going to stick with Chiefs' money line. Yeah. Uh, like you said, the Cardinals, I mean, Kyler is always a question mark, it feels like, to start the year. Is he, is he going to come out hot? Is he not? I don't know. He he is normally good the first half of the year, um, and I do think he's a good quarterback, but he's not Patrick Mahomes. Um, and then the Chiefs have the best weapon in Travis Kelsey. And then let's not forget they added Juju. Is he... Uh, is he a top 10 wide receiver in the league? No, but is he good enough to get the job done? Yeah, so I think he's a good addition. I still think they have talent. They added MVS too. So I think they do enough to take care of business. I'm going Chiefs money line. Yeah. All right, uh, Jack. Um, I'm going to agree with both of you guys here. I'm probably going to take the Chiefs minus three and a half. Um, I mean, just Mahomes is better than Kyler. I mean, we know what we're getting with the Chiefs. I mean, they're always consistent. I mean, I don't think losing Tyreek's going to hurt them that much, honestly. I really don't think it will. I think it might be better for them, honestly. Like, so, like, they can just spread the ball more. I mean, not like Mahomes already did that, but, like, I don't know. I feel like Andy Reid always finds a way. He's always been a great coach. I, I just think the Chiefs should win this game easily. Okay. Uh, you're going to take the money line, right? Uh, I'm going to take them minus spread? three and a half. Okay, spread. Yeah. Uh, Zach? Going off of what Jack said about the offense, a lot of reporters are saying that it's going to be harder for defenses to prepare for their offense this year, which makes sense because there's a lot more options. But I think that'll take a few weeks to to really click in. Like it did last year with Mahomes, he started the year off kind of poor. And like Jeremy said, Kyler typically starts the year off hot. So I'm going to go with Cardinals money line. Okay. Um, and Cook. I'm staying away for, uh, from a winner here. I think – I'm going to ride with the over, 53.5. Um, last year, the, the, these teams were both top eight in offense. Um, there's not, 
I don't have a lot to say about their defenses. There's just a lot of holes on both defenses. Um, I think Mahomes is definitely going to have his way. I think the same with Murray. Um, I just think there's going to be a lot of uh, scoring in this game. I think the 53.5 is actually I think it's low for these teams. So, yeah, there's a lot of offensive power. There's just a lot of holes on defense. Uh, I'm going to ride with the over in this game. All right, fair no enough. Uh, Packers-Vikings is up next. The Packers travel to Minnesota, where they will be a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Packers minus 126 on the money line, and the over-under is set at 48-and-a-half. I'll tell you what, I think the under is in play in this game. Um, I'm not going to take it. I'm going to take Packers minus two and a half instead. I just don't think the Vikings are going to be as good as everybody thinks they are. The Packers are going to run the ball here. I think we're going to see, we're going to see an Aaron Jones year. I, I really do feel that way. I know a lot of people don't, but I'm, I'm high on him. He is my RB one Not that I really have a choice to start anybody else, but uh, I'm going to take the Packers minus two and a half here. This one is probably going to be the one that bites me, to be honest, but I'm just going to trust Aaron and, and, and go with them. Yeah, I, I've been looking at this game while we're talking about the other ones. I have a tough time picking here. Um, I mean, Aaron lost a lot of weapons, but he's still Aaron Rodgers, and he feels like he's always got something to prove, even though, I mean, at this point, he doesn't have much to prove other than the fact that he can win in the playoffs, and you can't do that in week one. Um... But, oh man, Vikings have so many weapons. The Packers have my guy, Romeo Dubs, but I mean, other than that, there's not a lot going there for him. I don't know. I'm going to go, hmm, I'm just going to go with the over. I think Aaron finds a way to get it done offensively. Um, The Packers' defense always seems to let him down somehow, so that should allow for some points on the Vikings' side. So I'm going over 48 and a half. I think it maybe squeaks by 28, 21. It's going to be close, but um, I don't feel comfortable taking either team. So I'd much rather go with the over here. Fair enough. Jack. Yeah. I mean, uh, division battle here, the open the year. Um, I mean, like you guys just said, the Packers lost, I mean, Adams and just, it, just losing Adams just hurts them so much. I mean, I mean, it is Aaron Rodgers, like you guys said. I mean, they have Aaron Jones still, who they said they're going to use him as a receiver a lot. And then A.J. Dillon, my boy, I think he's going to be great. I think they're both going to feed feed off each other. I mean, they're just going to both be on the field at the same time most of the time, too. I mean, but then on the other side, you have Justin Jefferson, who's arguably the best receiver in the NFL. I, I like the over, too. Um, I think I'm going to have my first, like, Kind of not a wild pick, but I think the Vikings win this game. I'll take their money line at home. You're gonna, like it. you're gonna take the Vikings? Yeah, Vikings money line. Seek help. Uh Zach. Right. I have my third and final lock of the week and it is Vikings money line. Uh I think <laughs> I think losing Devontae Adams is gonna be bigger than people think it is. And when you compare the weapons on these teams, you have Jefferson Thielen and Cook. Versus Romeo Dubes, um, I guess Christian Watson. Okay, they have a great him. running game there. Great running game there for sure. But I just think the Vikings with the sorry Vikings with the new head coach. I think they'll they're obviously going to be more pass heavy, and I think they'll come out firing. Jefferson probably have hundred yards and a touchdown week one, and I think the Vikings come out hot and win the game. All right, Cook. Yeah, I'm on the Vikings as well, man. I just. 
it's going to be weird to see how uh, how Aaron Rodgers does this year without Devontae. Um, as of right now, his wide receiver one is uh, Sammy Watkins. He is the greatest week one uh, player of all time, but uh, I just think that the Vikings, I just think that they're just more all around right now. It's hard to stop that offense. I think their defense has always been underrated. Um, I just think that the Packers are going to have a rough start, and I, uh, I'm taking the Vikings on the money line. Right. I'm taking Vikings money line, and I'll take a Thielen score. Oh, a Thielen score. Now you're speaking my language. Yes, sir. I mean, I love that. Uh, I think Thielen's going to have a great year. Uh, okay, Tampa Bay Bucks taking on the Dallas Cowboys at the Jerry Dome. Bucks minus one and a half. Say less. Uh, I don't think we need to talk about this any. I don't need to talk about this anymore. The Cowboys are in shambles. Dak is a fraud. Uh, Zeke is actually fat as fuck. Uh, I'm I'm taking the Bucks minus one and a half. I honestly might take them minus five and a half. They're just a better team. I I don't care. Um, and I'm happy to see them uh, with a new head coach. That freak Bruce Arians is finally gone. So now the Bucks can truly shine. Brady does look like he's eating children, but uh, I don't know. I, I think that honestly improves him. So I'm going to take Bucks minus one and a half here. Yeah, I do think the Cowboys are down horrendous. Um, the Bucks are missing a lot on that offensive line, though. And Tom Brady did have the lowest sack rate in NFL history last year, I believe. Uh, either lowest sack rate or total sacks. I was reading something about it uh, yesterday. So that might come back to play the Buccaneers in the long run. Um, but I do think they have more than enough power to take down the Cowboys. But with that being said, I'm taking the under here. Um, I don't think the Cowboys score a lot of points uh, with, you know, them missing a lot of weapons on offense. I mean, they did draft Jalen Tolbert, who should be good, but is he going to be the X factor in week one? No. Um, and I think the Bucks, like I said, do win, but I don't think they're going to put up a ton of points week one here. So I'm going under 49 and a half. Okay. Uh, and Jack, um, I'm going to tell you, Evan, here, I think the Bucks are an easy one and a half, uh, favorite here. I'm going to take that also. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Cowboys are dealing with some offensive line injuries too, if I'm not wrong. Um, they just lost yeah. that Zach guy. What's his name? Zach Martin. Yeah. They lost mm. him. Or no, I thought they lost him. Tyron Smith. Uh, Tyron Smith. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just, for a long time. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're, that doesn't help them either. Um, I just think the Bucks overall are a better team. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is a fraud. I'll stand by that. He's going to suck this year. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, I'm just a simple pick here. I mean, the Bucks minus one and a half for me. I just think they're a better overall team. I dislike the Cowboys. I don't think they're that good. Okay. Um, and then Zach? Uh, these are two teams I'm not super high on this year. I think the Bucks are going to see some regression just because of Brady's age, but I'm definitely higher on the Bucks than the Cowboys. I think the Eagles have an easy path to a division title. Uh, Cowboys have CD at wide receiver one now, and he's never demanded wide receiver one targets before. So we'll see how that pans out with being double teamed, stuff like that. And I just think the Bucks are a way better team all around. So I'm going to go Bucks minus one and a half. Beautiful. And Cookie. I'm on the Bucks. I'm taking the one and a half. Uh, I don't think I don't think I have to say much about this. It's hard to fade the goat. Yeah. Um, yes. It's hard to. I mean, 
that wide receiving core dude of Julio, man, if he's even if he's half of himself, dude, that's huh, have fun with that. Uh Fournette, he's obviously still an amazing back. I think their defense is back to full strength. I just I, I don't see the Cowboys even being within a a touchdown this game. So I think Bucks minus one and a half is my uh that's my free pick. That 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 is my easiest. All right. Riding the Bucks. Beautiful. Uh and then we are on to our last game. The Denver Broncos taking on the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Broncos minus six and a half is the line. Broncos country, let's ride. I'm taking the Broncos minus six and a half. I think that this is just going to be them running all over the Seahawks. I do think the over is in play at 42 and a half. That seems crazy. To- ah, I'm low. changing my pick. I'm changing my pick. That's low. Uh, 42 and a half. I'm going to take the over. I think, I think Russ has a good game. I think that the Seahawks do have weapons. I just think their quarterback situation is so bad. Um, so I think they get a couple of points. I can see the Seahawks honestly scoring two, two TDs and a couple of field goals. I just can't see them winning the game. The Broncos are a much more quality team. Uh, so I'm going to take over 42 and a half in this one. That that's, that's a play. That's a real play for me. I love it. Yeah, give me the Broncos minus six and a half, 13 and a half, 20 and a half. It doesn't matter. I think Russ and the new revamped Broncos are going to torch the Seahawks. I mean, the Seahawks have not a lot, if anything, going for them. Um, their running back situation, not great. Their quarterback situation, terrible. Um, and I just don't think they have to get it done at all this season. So, yeah, I'm I'm all over the Broncos minus six and a half. Okay, Jack. Yeah, I'm all over the Broncos, two minus six and a half, revenge game for Russ. This Seattle Seahawks defense actually looks putrid. I mean, this t- this team on paper looks god awful. Yeah. Um, I mean, all the upgrade. I mean, Javante Williams, Cortland Sutton, Judy. I mean, Russ has has it all around him. I mean, he had DK and Lockett last year. I just uh, Geno Smith and Drew Lock. The Seahawks might be the worst team in the NFL this they, year, just possible. solely because of their quarterback play and their defense. Like they have weapons on offense. Like don't get me wrong, but like it doesn't matter when you don't have a quarterback, can't get them the ball consistently. And then your offensive line is one of the worst in the league. And then your defense is terrible. So, I mean, the Seahawks coming in at plus 750 for the worst record in the NFL this year is very tempting. I, I They have the Texans as the highest, uh, the highest, like the best odds that have the worst record. I think the Texans are a way better team than the Seahawks on paper. So, yeah. I guess we'll see how that plays out. I agree. Yep, I'm with you. All right, Zach, where you at? Uh, it makes me insanely sick to say it, but I'm going with the Broncos minus six and a half. Um to expand on what Jack said about the defense, their starting cornerback situation is Sidney Jones, Kobe Bryant, and Artie Burns. So that says enough about what the Broncos will be able to do to them through the air. And Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, obviously, I, that doesn't need to be explained. And I, like Jack said, I do believe the Seahawks are the worst team in the NFL, so Broncos minus six and a half. Okay. Uh, Cook. I'm on the Broncos as well. I'm taking the six and a half. I think Russ is going to absolutely cook. Um, it's it's impossible to stop that run game, dude, especially with that defensive line. I think I think it's going to be a feast. I'm taking the Broncos in the first half, taking them in the full game, and I will take a Javante score. Okay. I have nothing to say about the Seahawks. They are awful. Yeah, I agree. 
Okay, and then we're going to quick run through our um, season-long bets. We have MVP, Super Bowl winner, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and Comeback Player of the Year. We don't have to give our reasoning. Uh, we're just going to list them off, and then as the season goes, we can sort of check back in on these. Um, I, for MVP, am choosing Lamar Jackson. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm just going to run through all mine real quick because sadly I do have a meeting to get to that whole real-life work okay. thing no getting in the way, so I'm just going to run through them all real quick if that's cool. Yeah. Um, MVP, Josh Allen's kind of the favorite pick. I think I'm going Patrick Mahomes, bounce back here. Um, I don't have a good read on MVP this year, but that's what I'm going with. So MVP, I'm going Patty Mahomes. Uh, what do we want next? Offensive player of the year? Super Bowl winner. Uh, Super Bowl winner. I am going with the... Chiefs of the Bills, both boring picks, but one of them is winning. Um, and if we do remember last year, we said the Rams, and they won. So, I mean, maybe we can go two years in a row. Okay. Um, offensive player of the year, mm, Jay Jeff is kind of the favorite pick. Um, I guess I'll mm, – I'm going to go Eckler. I think I like him this year. Um, he's good. I mean, I know Zach loves him, so he'll like that pick. Um, offensive rookie of the year, I'm going Damian Pierce. Um, defensive player of the year. I'm going Mike Parsons. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year, going Aiden Hutchinson. That's kind of a gimme. He kind of feels like a shoo-in at this point. Um, and then I don't know if there's any I'm missing. Comeback um, Player of the Year. Oh, Comeback Player of the Year. CMC or Baker Mayfield. Panthers taking the uh, taking that award this year. So that's my pick there. And with that, I have to leave. Thanks for having me, Evan. It was a pleasure. Yep. And I'll be back for the next episode. All right. See you next week, buddy. Thanks. Okay, uh, I'll run through my Super Bowl winners, my Super Bowl winner, Offensive Player of the Year, D-Poy and C-Poy quick. Uh, Super Bowl winner, I have the Buffalo Bills. I just wagered $200 on the Bills to win the Super Bowl just a few days ago after a lucky windfall, we'll call it. Um, so I'm going to take the Bills to win the Super Bowl. Uh, for Offensive Player of the Year, I am going to go... This one was tough. Um, I, I I still am just just not really sold, but uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Jettis. I, I I think it's I think it's gonna be Justin Jefferson, and then for defensive player of the year, I am also going to go with Parsons, and my comeback player of the year was CMC as well. Um, how about you, Jack? Uh, sorry, sorry, I was muted. Um, okay. so, uh, Super Bowl, I'm probably going the Bills. I'm just going to stay with that. I I just think they were so close last year, so I think they're due this year. Uh, my MVP, I'm going to go Josh Allen. I'm going to stay, like, kind of, like, not fun, but I'm just going what I think is going to happen. Uh, AP Offensive Player of the Year, though, I have a good pick here. I think... I'm not saying, I mean, obviously this is, if he gets injured, he's done. But, like, Christian McCaffrey, if he stays healthy, he's winning the Offensive Player of the Year. His odds are really good right now. I mean, you know if that guy stays on the field, he's putting up whatever. You know his numbers. It's insane. I think Christian McCaffrey's a good pick there for the value. Um, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, I think Miles Garrett's safe, so I'm going to go him. Um, Comeback Player of the Year, 
I really like Jameis Winston. I think he has a good shot at it. I mean, as long as I mean, you can't. I mean, if somebody gets hurt, it sucks. So it's kind of chalk. But I mean, I don't know if that voids out or not. But yeah, uh, Jameis Winston for comeback player of the year. And what else do we have? Um, That's everything, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Okay. Um, Zach. These are gonna sound very biased, but I'm gonna start out with MVP Justin Herbert plus nine hundred. He has a great chance. Um. Super Bowl, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Uh, this is, it's a dark horse pick, whatever. Offensive player of the year, I'm going to go with Derrick Henry at plus 1,600. I think if he can just continue to be what he has been his entire career, those are great odds, and they're going to be running the ball, as always. Defensive player of the year, I have a sleeper at Nick at uh, Joey Bosa because he's never had a player like Khalil Mack on the other side of him. He's going to take a lot of pressure off him. I think he could have a fantastic season. And yeah. for my comeback player of the year, I'm going to go with CMC at plus 800. All righty. And then Cook. All right. On my Super Bowl pick, I'm going with the Bucks. Okay. MVP. Uh, I got Josh Allen. Offensive player of the year, I'm going with Jay Jettis. Okay. For my... Let's see. I got the defensive player uh, of the year. Um, I am going to go Micah Parsons, I think. He has a huge year. Yep. And comeback player of the year, I am. I got McCaffrey. I think if he stays healthy, I think he runs away with that award. It, it just has to be McCaffrey. I mean, I know that it's the biggest Henry is the odds-on favorite. And Jameis is right behind him, but just there's no way it's not him. If he stays healthy, it's him. Yeah, I I agree. Um, okay, that's that's everything. I mean, that was a that was a nice solid hour and a half. I actually thought that was going to take us a lot more uh, time to get through, but I think we did a good job. Um, I'd like to thank you, gentlemen, for coming on and remind everybody that we will be back. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a bit of a revolving door in terms of broadcast talent. Um, but Jeremy and I will always be here uh, to recap the games after each game week is complete. Um, so you're not going to hear from us until after the after week one completes. But uh, until then, I hope you guys do extremely well with your betting endeavors. I hope you guys uh, get off to a good start with the team you support and uh, make sure you check us out on social media at Post20Pod, Twitter, Instagram. You can also check out all past episodes of the show from last season and everything we're about to post this season on SoundCloud. It's, uh, not Instagram. SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And again, thank you guys for coming on, and uh, we'll see you guys all soon. Thank you. Thanks, Evan. Yeah, thank you, man. It was a pleasure. My pleasure.